0: Welcome to the Dork Forest.
1: Jackie and and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make make us us laugh and smile. smile. So
0: let's explore the Dork Forest and Dork dork down for a while. 2023, you guys. And I'm winging it. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. That's the website, the Dork Forest, if you like a determiner. Dorkforest.com also works. JackieCation.com has all of my stand-up information. Like it has videos, it has pictures, it has links to this podcast and to my other podcast with Lori Kilmartin. It has a merch store that has Dork Forest t-shirts. It has all of my stand-up merch and all of my CDs and DVDs. So that's what you know about websites. There's an opportunity, because uh, we're in the new year here, that you can donate to the Dork Forest. I don't have a Patreon. I don't have uh, anything really set up, though I understand you can set up on PayPal a monthly if you wanted to. Uh, You could donate and uh, be of, uh, to support the show. This is the 17th season, the 17th year I've been putting this stuff out. It's free, but if you have money and would like to throw me some money, boy, howdy. Uh, uh, There's a PayPal. uh, There is at my webs at my email address, actually, Jackie at com, which you can also email me and tell me how much you're enjoying the show. You can also do Venmo if you'd like, which is just Jackie Cation, no hyphen, all one word, picture of this, this person, me, and then um, I think that's it. I think I have Zell, but it's too complicated. Other than that, let's do the credits. Patrick Brady, still in, fixing the audio. All these years later, give it up to Patrick Brady. That's what a lot of your donations support, by the way, because I like to uh, share the wealth. And then um, Bill Moss, he does the websites, and Mike Rickberg wrote and sang that song. Composed and sang that song with his wife now, Sarah. And uh, at the end, he sings uh, the Mexican hat dance, which is always fun. Anyway, I'm sure there's more to it. There's a band camp that has a bunch. It has like a a, a stand-up storytelling album that was never released. It's uh, There's also a a bunch of live episodes that many of them are free. There were 200 episodes that were not pre-recorded, and I sort of culled through those, and I pulled like 17 of the best ones. There's an album collection of that, 17 Hours of Dork Forest. If you run through all of the episodes, go to bandcamp.com, Dork Forest, or Google those words, and you'll find it. Anyway, there's probably more. I can't remember any of it, but you're doing great. Feel free to enjoy the show. Got
2: it. Yes, ladies
0: and gentlemen, Rangers of the Dork Forest. It's me in my garage, Jackie Cation. And with me, a Ranger of the Dork Forest. Carolyn, is it Carolyn Kahn? Kahn? Carolyn Kahn. I love that's a great name, Carolyn Kahn, who has nothing to plug except for other people's stuff. So Carolyn Kahn, who will be talking to me about horror musicals, that's the Dorkdom. And whenever when you sent me your list, I was like, oh those musicals anyway because I was like what what could they be and then I read them and I was like oh I know some of those so uh so yes so I get it so Carolyn Codd but you uh have uh your fella your partner your husband is a young man a man by the name of Joel and he yep. uh, he does music so people should find Average Joel J-O-E-L on yep. Facebook or Reverb Nation And that will be Carolyn Kahn's husband. You guys go check out his music. You may like it. It may be the dream come true. And then you're also working on a scary thing for your local arts center. And it's called Hop Arts Center, H-O-P-A-R-T-S-C-E-N-T-R dot org. It'll be in the notes. But what are you going to do for the
1: haunt? Um, well, we did our first haunt last year, and if you have a good haunt, it's the same thing of having a good play. You, the best haunts are not the ones where you have somebody jumping out with a chainsaw. It's the ones that give you a story. Last year, we did this whole big thing with um, on the theme of folk horror. Okay. And uh, what I by that is we live near what's known as the Bridgewater Triangle in Massachusetts. And there's a lot of creepy things that have <laughs> happened over the years. Um, I'm not kidding. There have been sites of like a antlered creature. There's been an owl creature that's been seen. There's been a lot of aliens that have supposedly been seen. So we took all the stories and we turned it into basically a theatrical piece where you're walking through the woods and you were running into some of these items. Oh, cool. Yeah, that sounds, su- year, that, that sounds super fun. Last year was our first haunt. And because it went so well and we raised so much money for the organization uh we're going to do a we're going to do a bigger one this year we actually have sponsors this year yay all right yeah yeah and That's if awesome. people want to you know if people who are interested in going to a haunt or seeing something scary start looking at our website in august
2: right
0: and that website is hopartscenter.org. uh okay so you have horror musicals and the reason you're into horror musicals is of course because they're a delight but you were also raised in a very very theater nerd family so uh i oh, kind of yes. like that i mean you never hear about people from rhode island you know they must exist uh but you were raised in rhode
1: island yep i was raised in and i'm going to say it properly Vanston, rhode island yeah. <laughs> if you're from okay. rhode island that's how you say it if you anybody okay. else would say cranston but if you throw up there it's kvanston kvanston Um, they
0: add a v for some reason yes in milwaukee we lose the l so it'll happen
2: Uh,
1: okay my family has been all all the people in my family have been involved in the arts but my dad was um for about fifty years, was very, very involved with the community theater scene in Rhode Island, and so okay. myself and my sisters, we grew up on on listening to show tunes for everything. <laughs> um, I think that uh, I could I could actually do most of 1776 at about age three or four. <laughs> um, Who stinketh
0: most? Who stinketh most? Remember that molasses to rum or something like that. Oh Remember yeah. That
1: yes. Uh. <laughs> um, but the other thing that my dad and my dad taught me how to do all the uh, technical stuff for theater. His feeling was, you're you're a little, you're close to the ground. You're much closer to the ground than I am. <laughs> Let me explain how you run cables for sound. Let me explain how you can put together the bulbs in a park hand for the lighting okay Um, and so um I do a lot of around here and part of how I ended up with Hopkins Center of the Arts and the Milford Chorus and the Coughlin Symphony is I help people do tech like sound lighting etc okay Um, and but the other thing my dad was really into was horror
2: horror Okay.
1: Ireland is the birthplace and um, the location for most of the stories by H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, if he, was, like he hard, was a piece
2: of,
0: right.
1: He, he was a great storyteller. But, uh, uh, Not a great uh, person, a, but a
0: great was He was problematic uh, yes. as a person, but he, and I don't know, what do you think of his prose? I thought it was a little dance for me, but I like the people who were able to take like a lice comb and get the good bits out of it and turn it into really good stories.
1: Well, I grew up right by um, what's known as Tuxit Village and that is where a lot of the story the case of charles dexter ward takes place okay and at age 12 reading that and then being close enough that you're waking up at night because you're like did i hear a slimy thud outside <laughs>
0: yeah. right so so it was easy. you found it easy to read because you started reading it early early on is that maybe because I started too late I think to not to not criticize the prose I think because I really I think the stories are really really cool and his character creations are amazing but I had a hard time reading the actual original um content but but H.P. Lovecraft there's uh I've done several episodes about H.P. Lovecraft I've learned more every time and then and it is something that um that that does that that is kind of cool. But the, so you started reading that when you were twelve, yes. What can, and and so horror musicals they're not they're not slash. I mean, when I was thinking horror musicals, I was thinking more slash and burn kind of stuff. But musicals they're, by their nature are, are kind of fun.
1: It depends on what you're doing. If you're most of the best horror musicals, as I put it. Have some camp to them, yeah. Um,
0: which kind I mean, of lightens if, the load, which I kind of like. Yeah.
1: yeah. If you really think about it, I mean, first one I want to mention is Sweeney Todd.
0: Oh right, which is actually uh, kind of the, of the the scariest of them.
1: Well, one of the scariest, but that's my that's one of my favorites. Uh, it's been one of my favorites since I was like eleven or twelve because that's when I started listening to it, um, and. But still it's it's Sondheim is okay. considered a traditional classic musical that just happens to also be slitting people's throats, <laughs> cannibalism. Um what, what makes it a what makes it a classic
0: musical? Just the sort of the
1: structure of it or something? A lot of it, yes. Um, because you have you have you know it start you know the way it starts out you have somebody coming back to england full of hope that things are going to be better um and most <laughs> of those most classic musicals you get you get the person who's traveling who they have a hope um but sweeney todd turns it on its ear because yes he finds his daughter that was missing but he finds out his wife is dead his sorry spoilers for anybody who might not know right, right. I'm <laughs> yes. anybody who's listening to a horror musical podcast probably knows right.
0: spoiler alert uh all of these uh horror musicals will be discussed at length and sweetie <laughs> it's it's sort of like soiling green we all know the secret of of sweeney Todd yes and, and that there were people baked into pies yes now i have created also the biggest spoiler but so okay so is it i don't remember the beginning of sweeney todd
1: is it was it always he, a musical? Yes. Okay. Um, it's based off, actually, before Sondheim turned into a musical, it was actually first a straight play um, for the British theater. It was, um, the story was, at least. And right. it was done as one of the, um, the what's the term? Uh, musical shows. Oh, okay. Um, Because you'd have people in the cheap seats yelling, like, look behind you. And, (laughs) you know, oh, you know, some, you know, he's after you and, you know, and hissing. So um,
0: here's my question. So did you see Sweeney Todd uh, as a production or just the movie?
1: I've seen it both, both as a production and the movie. I would honestly say if you haven't seen it as a production, they have uh, the one with uh, Len Carew and Angela Lansbury as Mrs. Lovett. Okay. It's on CBS on a fairly regular basis. And that, okay, there are going to be people people who will fight me on this. (laughs) I think Angela Lansbury was the best Mrs. Lovett. Okay. However, there is a whole uh, group who is thinks Patty LuPone was the best Mrs. Lovett and there will be there will be people fighting about that okay so and what makes
0: Angela Lansbury such a great Mrs. Lovett Because be- besides that she brings her Angela Lansbury-ness to it
1: yes but it's still she is you're talking about somebody who's a sociopath but she's right. a likable sociopath
0: <laughs> is the other actress not as likable in your opinion
1: um, Patty LuPone plays it a little more evil, Okay, um, or at least in my, my thoughts. Same way, okay. Helena Bonham Carter in the movie version played her okay. a little more evil than, you know, like almost a playful sociopath. Okay. <laughs> and that's something that, I'm sorry, that's just, it's just my opinion to all the Damn. other words out there. Oh no! This is your dorkdom. You get, you get to like you get to like who you like, and then they could go. Well, um, there that's is fun. a fabulous song in the original. They do a shortened version in the uh, movie version with Johnny Depp. Helen okay. Honor, that is called a little priest, and that is right out of almost the uh, old school British music British music hall, where you would have like music musical comedy.
2: Oh, a lot of
1: physical stuff, or? A, not really physical, but really, it, it's musical comedy talking about baking people into pies. <laughs> I mean, they, they have there's a lot of wordplay in that song. Um,
0: okay, you know, so the lyrics themselves.
1: Yeah, I mean, there is a line in the song which is, you know, the trouble with poet is how do you know it's deceased? Try the priest. and I have a friend who is a poet whoever once in a while I will sing that line at them
0: of course you have a friend who's a poet Carolyn Kahn of course you do you're surrounded by artisans and uh so that's that that did that line make it into the movie or they just did a shortened version
1: that they did a much shorter version of it um in the actual musical that was on broadway um, they did the songs are longer in the broadway version versus the one that was on in the movie okay and in some cases i not 100% sure and it might some of it the shortening of the songs might also be that the people in question might not have been able to hit all the notes if they did the whole song Right. There's such a difference yeah.
0: between, like, theater performers and movie stars, obviously, yeah. and the and the and the training of the voices. Because with movie stars, it's great when they can sing, but sometimes they, they can just sing, you know? They're not, like, these trained uh, sort of operatic. Yes. Yeah. You know? So um, Helena Bonham Carter sings in the movie?
1: Yes, she does. Huh. All right.
0: I feel like I saw that movie, but... Uh, it's a scary, it's a scary story, if I remember correctly. Everybody's yes, so happy is. about putting people into pies that I was made uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> so but but that it was is, very is, well done.
1: This is the one, though, that got me into the whole idea of, hey, there are musicals out there that it can be scary and can be, you know, yes, it's scary, but because it's musical, it can still be fun.
2: <laughs>
0: right, right, it's fun and It was funny. I mean, whenever, like Sondheim was an incredibly witty writer, so it's usually very witty, right? Yes. What are your other favorite songs of that one? And then we can move on to the next one, because you gave me a list as long as my arm here, which is, I I love that. that.
1: Okay. Um, And the other one is, there is another song that is both in the movie and in the stage show that's called The Worst Pies in London. And that okay. is before they start baking people into pies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do, when he originally finds her pie shop, she spends a whole song talking about how, come in, come in, but just to let you know, I, I, I can't cook. These are horrible. Um, here, have some ale, because you're going to need it to kill the taste. And it's like, goes back and forth between you have to try what? this. And it's <laughs> terrible, and you think of if you think about it, it's like why would somebody normal? Why would somebody who does not have major mental issues be telling you, "Come in, eat come into terrible. my place of
0: work, come into my place of work"? So wait, so talk to me about. So uh, I'm going to have okay, Angela Lansbury. Yes, is Angela Lansbury Sweeney Todd's wife?
1: No. She's Mrs. Lovett. Okay. Um, She becomes his partner in crime. In fact, after he kills the first person, which is Pirelli, and he's trying to figure out what to do with the body of Pirelli, she goes, you know what? There's a meat shortage. Right. Meat's expensive. (laughs) We can take care of this without having to, you know, we can, we don't have to worry about the body. I'll take care of it. There's a great wow. line that she does, which is, you know, do you get my drift? Uh-huh. Uh, you know. <laughs> Did he? Did he get her drift? After he...
0: a few minutes of her singing, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and is he also a psychopath? Like, does he... Does he Um, eat the pie? Does she eat the pies? Do
1: they eat the pies? They never say whether or not the two of them do. But his whole thing is this poor man. Because um, Judge Turpin, who I will tell you the one thing that I loved, loved, loved about the movie version was Alan Rickman did the judge.
0: Oh, God. Uh, All things Alan Rickman touched turned into gold.
1: And he was, as much as I was like, I don't know if he can sing, he was fantastic as Judge Turpin in the movie. Um, And uh, he was, and the whole thing is, the story of Sweeney Todd is he's coming back from having been in the penal colony in Australia. Okay. He was sent over, his original name was Benjamin Barker. He changed his name and snuck back into Britain to find out where what happened because the judge made up a charge and sent him to the penal colony because he wanted Sweeney Todd's wife. Oh, okay. Uh, and sweet, and uh, when Benjamin Barker slash Sweeney Todd manages to get back to England, he finds out that um, his wife went mad because the judge after. He was sent to Australia, um, basically had his way with her. Right. His daughter is now a ward of the judge. And not only a ward of the judge, the judge has decided that he wants to marry his ward.
2: Oh, God.
1: It gets into into really creepy with that. Um, And then he gets told by Mrs. Lovett that his wife killed herself. At that point, uh, he decides that's it. Fuck. I it. have no mercy for anybody. <laughs> I'm going to get revenge on the people who are involved. I'm going to kill them.
0: Okay. And, and so and that's and that's when he starts killing people. And Lovett uh is Mrs. Mrs. Lovett is yes. the one who's like, Oh, I'll take that meat off your hands. Yes. Um, but he's just been sort of driven mad by the the Yes. I don't honestly,
1: died. I don't even think he's mad. I think he just gets to the point. There is an incredible song in the musical. It's right near the end of the first act called Epiphany. And the whole thing is he realizes it's going to be hard for him to take revenge, but he still wants to do revenge. But why stop at the judge? Why stop at Beetle at the Beatle? Who is okay. another name for the police? Policeman. Okay. Um, you know what? Most people <laughs> deserve to die.
0: Everybody, well, you know. And you don't think that he's gone mad? I think he. That's not an epiphany. That's him snapping. <laughs> so. Well,
1: that yes, but he th- there's a whole thing with it that it's he starts to justify killing people. Yeah.
0: So. Um, oh, that's okay. Um. So those are. Um. And then. Does he sort of come to his own? Should we, should we, because I can't remember how it ends. Um it's a lot of dead people. <laughs> <laughs> right, a serious number of dead people. But are her including Mrs.
1: including Sweeney Todd. Oh, they both
2: die. But yes. who who There's will who will cook them? them? Who will cook them into a pie?
1: Nobody. It's, <laughs> it, it's actually there's a whole side story with an orphan who Mrs. Lovett ends up taking care of when he figures out what happened. Um, because Sweeney Todd ends up finding out that his wife hadn't died. Um, she had been a beggar woman and who ended up being one of his casualties. And when he finds out that you, wait a minute, she was still alive. If Mrs. Lovett had been with him, um, that's when he ah. kills Mrs. Lovett and becomes, and the, little, and the young man who Mrs. Lovett had taken in and who loved her then kills Sweeney Todd. And it ends with the young man sitting there like looking at the bodies and the blood.
0: Oh, and is it's he not, a about taking a, not a cheerful ending. It would be cheerful if he decides to go into the baking industry. Um, wow. And and can he sing? Yes. Does he sing? The
1: yes. Toby is always done as a very high tenor. Okay, who so, there is actually there's actually a great song that he does, which is called uh, "Not When I'm Around." And okay, you've probably heard it; just didn't realize it was from the musical because okay. everybody has covered this. I think, um, actually, um, what's his face? Michael Bublé has covered this. Oh wow. <laughs> I kind of uh, like Michael I think sh- it kind of makes me laugh. Um, but it's it's a it's a beautiful song if you don't realize that it comes from a musical about killing people and turning them into pies. <laughs> but the whole thing is like nothing's gonna harm you as long as I'm around. You know, no matter what happens, I will be there for you. I will love you, I will care for you. Okay.
0: I will that's hilarious. Okay. Uh I think we've covered Sweeney Todd to some extent because we're we're 25 minutes into the damn thing. Oh and wow! There we've, yeah, I know it, it goes very very quickly. Carolyn, Kahn. What's what do you want to go to next? Do you want to go to the classics, or do you want to go to something I've never heard of?
1: Um, how about we go to what I call uh horror light, and this horror is light, for- okay. And the reason I say that is there are a couple of musicals out there right now that if you have want you're like, I really want to do something spooky, but I want to be able to bring my kids to it. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, um, not there, Sweeney
1: Todd. That's what it's that yes. called. The, the two that I think would be are, are some of the best are uh, The Addams Family, which is a musical
2: okay wait fact, the, uh, is there a new
0: tv show called wednesday yes on um, okay has so nothing that's, to
1: do with wednesday. what but it is it's nothing to do with the tv show no shows, not at all uh but it's it's more based on the original tv show from the late
0: 60s early 70s right okay
1: um the people morticia was played by bb newworth and uh Gomez was actually Nathan Lane in the Broadway production. Okay.
0: <laughs> was there a movie? Um, or is there just is it am I going to PBS again?
1: Uh, you're going to PBS for this one.
0: It is um, only a musical play. I like it. Okay.
1: And the same thing goes with this is another one of those ones that started out as a movie and because nobody has an original thought, turned it into a musical. Eagle <laughs> <It's laughs> juice oh okay did uh, and the, next up on ice
0: uh so the, the i want a horror musical on ice please beetlejuice
1: that was michael keaton right originally uh, okay for the broadway version uh the ghost is played by alec braitman okay who, ironically is also i did not i actually did not know this till very recently um, there is a new musical. It's not anywhere near like Broadway, off Broadway yet, but it's called Goosebumps the Musical, which is actually geared towards younger people. Wait, those, and, the books, the tweeny books, the yes. little books for the tweens. All yes. right, um, they actually have the um, the ca- They have a cast recording of it on Apple Music. Which the, is goosebumps the musical okay yes and the guy who plays beetlejuice in the broadway version of beetlejuice alec brightman had, was one of the people in that that was he played the spooky janitor emil okay <laughs> but i mean this is what i mean you can there are different levels when you're looking at horror musicals yeah things like the adams family and beetlejuice they're spooky um Beetlejuice the only thing I would say is you might want to go with slightly older kids and that's more for the language than the than anything uh, else yeah but there is there's ghosts there's the netherworld like you remember from the movie um they're still doing the uh Deo song uh okay you but, know I never I never saw Beetlejuice um I've heard of it
0: um I might have it, might have been a bad half a decade where I didn't go see any sort of
1: movies. He plays a ghost at a hospital. Is that anything? No, not a hospital. <laughs> he, is okay. haunting, he is haunting the house. Uh, he, well, okay, it starts off with the Maitlands who own the house. They're a nice couple, they're childless, they're debating on whether or not to have a kid, and they die. And they end up haunting their own house. Well, the people who move in, they don't like the new people who moved in. They think they're, you know, they're nothing like them. Okay. And they want to haunt them to get them out of their house. Okay. And what happens is they end up calling on Beetlejuice to help them. He's known as a bio exorcist.
0: Okay. A bio exorcist. Okay.
1: And the whole thing is, um, and there's also the whole thing with uh, them becoming friends with the daughter of the family, Lydia, who is, she puts it, I myself am dark and unusual, you know, dark and unusual. So right. uh, that's why he can see the ghosts and she, because she believes in these things. Okay. Um, there are in both musicals, both Adam's Family and Beetlejuice two of the main themes going on are actually family and the importance of family and death. Okay. okay.
0: So um, a little bit of Coco. Um, yeah. But not uh, Coco was, wait, Coco was a musical. Did you see that? The Pixar. Um, the Disney the one movie. About, yes. The Disney movie. Yeah. That was entirely about, uh, it wasn't particularly yeah. scary. Of course it was. I, I wouldn't say that was horror. That was more a cultural. No. um, exploration yeah. of how mexico deals with death <laughs> yeah yeah
1: but there's a whole thing with uh like beetlejuice the whole thing is in there is a big difference from the uh, musical versus the movie which is the whole thing it starts in the musical that lydia's mother has passed and it starts at the funeral and the main the big song of the musical is called the whole being dead thing
2: Okay.
0: That's funny, yeah.
1: And, and it's sung by Beetlejuice, and it's all about you know this is a musical, you know this is the show about death because it's coming for everybody. You right. know we should be talking about it, we should be thinking about it because it's inevitable, um, right? And you, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing, what you do with your life, it's going to happen. So you have to think about it and you and the same thing goes with the Adams family. The Adams family takes place. Um, one of the main things about it is they have the night that the last leaf falls off the tree um, at, in the fall, the uh, the veil basically opens up. So you have, as they as Gomez says, living, dead, and undecided join for a day. Okay. And, because of what's going on in Adam's family, which is the daughter Wednesday has fallen in love with somebody who is a oh, normal person. Dun, dun, and dun. He and his parents are coming to the house. Um, Uncle Fester tries to get the ghost to help keep everything calm and keep it so that the normal guy's parents don't have a total freak out and say, No, you you have to se- you know, you guys have to separate. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is they're not, a- the ghosts can't leave until this gets resolved. <laughs> um, okay. So there's a lot of, and that one, there's a lot of, you know, slapstick. There's Cleopatra, the, the, you know, man-eating plant in it. There's okay. a There's a squid who likes to hug people in that. Uh.
0: Okay, so the Adams Family could be for like eight-year-olds who like the idea of something scary. Yeah. But Beetlejuice, you think, closer to like 11 or 12.
1: Yes, and Beetlejuice, if you like snark, there are... Oh my
0: God, the love of sarcasm. Uh,
1: Yes. um, there, There are a couple of songs in that I think you in particular would absolutely love. There's one called Girl Scout. Okay. And the whole thing is, it's a Girl Scout going around to sell cookies for the first time, <clears> and <throat> she's got a heart condition, and that's the whole thing, because she's talking about, you know, I want to sell cookies for the first time, my parents haven't let me go out before, because they're worried, because I have arrhythmia, and, <laughs> <laughs> and what does she do? She ends up at the house with Beetlejuice and Lydia. Yep. Um I mean, there and there are a lot of really good lines um, that are a little snarky. Like one of the lines is, "You know, why don't you come inside? Really can't. Why? Pedophile." Oh, oh, right, right, okay. And so, but but yeah. you and the next line from that is, "Well, but it's cold, and you don't seem mean, and nobody gets molested by a gothy teen." Oh, there you go, <laughs> and that's gothy a line teen. in the song. That's very then, funny. Beetlejuice pretty much almost kills her by scaring her.
0: Next. Right. he's a <laughs> bio <exorcist. laughs> yes. So that's going to be his jam.
1: Yeah. But like I said, these are ones that they're spooky. And if you have a family, you know, like you have family members who like scarier, scary stuff, but you want to go to a, sh- you want to see a show where you don't have to worry as much about bringing the rest of the family. Those two right. would not be bad. Um, okay. I do want to do my the next one because <laughs> there is a reason. Yes. And that is Jekyll and Hyde.
0: Yeah, I wondered about that. There's a musical version of Jekyll and Hyde. Is this just a play as well? Just a, a live performance?
1: Uh, this is a musical. It's been around since the 90s. Um, it actually started as a concept album. Then it went. it actually toured before it went to Broadway okay um there are several songs in that that you know basically they are absolutely gorgeous this is another one i'll be honest my husband he is not a horror fan okay however he is the one who introduced me to this one okay um because the music is so gorgeous Oh, okay. Because um, he
0: liked the music so much.
1: By the way, if you go to Facebook and
0: you look up Average Joel, you can find out what his music is like. You could also go to Reverb
1: Nation, Average Joel. Thank you very much. Okay. Back to Carolyn Kahn, everybody. Um and But it is the story of Jekyll and Hyde. Um, it is by Frank Wild. The, mu- the person who wrote it was Frank Wildhorn. He has written a lot of darker musicals he also wrote dracula the musical okay wrote, this is for the comic book people out there he's written death note the musical. okay which has not been performed <laughs> in the u.s yet but it has been performed over in korea and i believe it's also going to be in vietnam oh wow all right um but yeah we're talking death note the musical <laughs> <which is> like topic <laughs> <you know>, <laughs> Um, all right but jekyll and hyde is probably one of the most complex shows because the it is one actor who plays both jekyll and hyde sure and there is a song near the end called confrontation which he sings towards a mirror doing both parts at once which wow I still have no idea how they can pull that off. Oh that's I amazing. Have... Who is that actor? Do you do you remember? Um, there has been a couple of different people who have played um Chuck Wagner has done has played him uh, Anthony Warhol, which I'm which I think is like one of the princes of Broadway okay um, He is in he is so good in anything he's done um but the funny it, one though is, You can actually find they did a recording of Jekyll and Hyde on Broadway that you can actually purchase on Amazon. Okay. Which had the strangest person you could ever imagine playing Jekyll slash Hyde, David Hasselhoff.
0: Oh, my gosh. Would never have gone there. Absolutely would never have thought you were about to say David Hasselhoff.
1: (laughs) I was hoping for Alan Rickman no um, unfortunately but that would have been amazing and the funniest part with that is at the end of the show when they're taking the curtain call he actually says you know thank you I've come a long way from the beach in a talking car oh my god yes <laughs> I'm not kidding
0: right so he's beat he's not above some pandering David Hasselhoff no good for him I want to be. I see. Honestly, I want to be pandered to. If I'm a giant fan of somebody, please, I want a chance to cheer at the fact that you were in Charmed. I want to hear it, Alyssa Milano. Talk to me about it. Yeah. Anyway, so but yeah, think- that's hilarious. That and and that's the one that's available on Amazon.
1: I believe it's on Amazon. Um, if not it, if not, you can probably find it. You know, like somewhere else online but I do know that it will, I do know that there, there is the recording out there for that. I've also seen it it at Comic-Cons too.
0: Okay. The one that you mentioned that made me think about um, (laughs) that, that the way you described Anthony Warhol, that's the one I kind of want to see. And are you going
1: to go to Comic-Con this, this year, San Diego? Uh, Not San Diego. I go, I go local. I go to Rhode Island Comic-Con. You are
0: shrewd because it's hundreds of thousands of people in San Diego. I'm told I haven't been since the early 2000s.
1: And uh, I actually, a couple of years ago, got to meet at Rhode Island Comic-Con three of the people that are in the next musical. um, (gasps) Uh, Cool. The movie version, which is uh, a couple of years ago, I got to meet Meatloaf, Barry Boswick, and Tim Curry. So I Wait a think minute! You can guess which musical?
0: It's there's only two. I'm gonna guess that that's Rocky Horror. Yep. Oh, good.
1: Um, and like, is- I, <laughs> I was like, as soon as I said
0: it, I was like, "No, was Evil Dead." Okay, so <laughs> Rocky Horror. I've actually seen that one a couple of times.
1: And that one is one that people always forget was a, was actually a stage musical first. Oh, was. Tim Curry in the stage stage musical, by any chance? Yes, he is the person who created the role of Dr. Frankenfurter. Okay. Um, He was in it, uh, and the person who wrote the musical was in both the original cast in London and in the movie, which is Richard O'Brien, who... This is kind of, I'm going to say it, but I'm also going to say... I've heard it from some sources, but I have not gotten it confirmed that it's actually true. The man who wrote Rocky Horror wrote the musical without actually knowing exactly how to write music. He knew how to play guitar, he okay. to play, but he wasn't sure how to write it down.
0: Okay, so he could play it, but he needed someone else to
2: describe yes. it.
1: And it... I have to show this because it is part of my dorkdom, and it's something that most people have never really seen. This okay. is the This is an original book from the musical, which has okay. all the pictures from the one the original London cast in it, and it has all the sheet music.
2: Oh my gosh! All right. So, um, do you
1: can you play sheet music? Can you play an instrument? Oh no 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 no! I do not play. I sing, I I do sing with a chorus, I do, when I've been, when I've done shows, I will, I have done music, I've been in musicals, but I cannot play an instrument to save my life. (laughs) Well, (laughs) but,
0: but I like, you said sheet music in such a way that made me go she'd have that sheet music unless she liked to play it. but I myself just bought a, a a sing-along music book that had the sheet music and I haven't played an instrument in decades. so oh. yeah um and and I I didn't my music reading days uh would have to be violently refreshed like I would have to be shaken uh <laughs> to remember but... I can say G clef out loud. How about that? treble clef I know it. go ahead.
1: The reason I have this book, though, is um, my husband actually had auditioned for Rocky Horror when they did the revival on Broadway, and he got pretty far into that. Um, okay.
0: Well, what is Now, what does he play? What does uh, Average Joel uh, play? Oh,
1: my, husband, my is- husband primarily plays the guitar. However, okay. he's one of these crazy people who also plays, he also plays saxophone, he can play the drums, he can play, he can play, um, oh, what is the thing, auto harp. Okay. He keeps going, hey, that looks cool, let me learn how to play, and he's one of these people who actually can do that.
0: And and loves, and and just likes the idea of having a new instrument to fiddle around yes. with. Well, that's kind of neat. All right. Well, that's cool. So what do you love about Rocky Horror? What's your favorite thing? Where's the horror in Rocky Horror? I've actually never um, really, I was so okay, scared. Well, I was made uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> part of it is that, uh, I mean, this one you also have, you have the mad scientist. You have a murder happen. Eddie gets killed. Um, Eddie okay. is then turned into dinner for the group. Okay. So you have murder cannibalism you have the servants turn out to be aliens who then kill dr frankenfurter a couple of other people and tell brad janet and dr scott get out because we're going home and unless you want to come to our planet with us you need to leave
0: right okay there is it's definitely science fiction and there is a murder and cannibalism so i like your definition of because that's horror that is horrible people there shouldn't be murder and cannibalism uh and it should be slightly uncomfortable so i just didn't i forgot about the murder i remember when the when the building took off and and that uh and and that the staff was
1: alien suspect yes um
2: <laughs> favorite I also, songs
1: um, oh god uh, let's see love time warp i think everybody mm-hmm. loves time warp. um I've, I have to say that my one of my other ones is actually Eddie's Teddy, which is one that people forget is in there, and it's the song that uh, Dr. this is one of the only songs Dr. Scott actually gets to sing on, and it's the whole idea of explaining, well, it's not too bad he died because he was a bad kid, and because <laughs> Dr. Hilarious. Scott was Eddie's uncle. Right, right. Um... And people don't realize exactly how many famous people have been in different productions of Rocky Horror. Craig Ferguson was in the revival in the 90s on um, London's West End. Uh, When they did the revival in 2000, that was special, you know, like special charity two-week event. Joan Jett was Columbia. Albert played uh, Eddie in the TV when they did it for TV. Sebastian okay. Bach from Skid Row. Right. Roofwrap in a production. <laughs> um, they did a series of charity ones where the criminologist, some people call him criminologists, some people call him the narrator, where Danny DeVito played him. Jack Nicholson oh. played him once. <laughs> um, these are all like, this is how, this is like, one of those musicals that people it is so into pop culture yeah. that everybody wants to be in it at some point right this is one right. of my goals is to at some point I want to put up either I want to put up a music the musical either this one or my next one which my next favorite one which is evil dead right I want I want I've done I'll be honest I've done everything you can do in the theater other than music direct. Um, i have been on stage i have i've done lighting i've done sound i've done props i've stage managed that's how i found that's how i met my husband was stage managing um and i've directed yeah only thing i have not done is music direction because i can't play an instrument Uh, right yeah Yeah. uh, probably get over that you you
0: understand where the ship needs to go you probably direct it push came to shove uh Yeah, so let's talk about, we have about 10 minutes left. Is that right? No, I think we're in 15. Yeah. So I can't remember where we're at, but tell me about Evil Evil Dead. Dead. The music, Evil Dead is with that very famous, okay. Sam
1: Raimi, Bruce Campbell was the original
0: movie. Bruce Campbell, I think is who I'm thinking of and Sam Raimi, okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about either of those two guys, except for I think I could, I could, I would recognize Bruce Campbell if I saw. So, well
1: Evil Dead the musical. Now, beginning of the two thousands, this falls under this whole thing about people deciding. Hey, I want to write a musical about something. Um, there have been, besides Evil Dead the musical, there have been Texas Chainsaw musical, Silence, oh which is about Silence of the Lambs okay which actually made it to which actually i think um i don't remember if it made it all the way to broadway i know it was at least off broadway for a long time okay veronica was phenomenal um she then went on to be in uh, mean girls on broadway okay american psycho which this will appeal to the nerds or the other nerds out there who like dr Who. Okay, because if you listen to the London cast recording, the Patman Patrick Bateman, who is the lead, who is a total psychopath, yep. um, was played by Matt Smith, that everybody knows as the tenth, as the eleventh uh, Doctor. Oh, okay, that's awesome. So, nice crossover. You don't, you think of him as Fez and bow ties are cool. You don't think of him as let me go kill people. <laughs> so. <laughs> um but uh evil did the musical even if you're not yes it's scary it's bloody they actually have a splash zone when you go oh god them. okay and um it's actually tour uh, there's actually a tour going on right now it's going to be in new hampshire in august and i'm trying to get tickets for one of the performances where I can sit in the splash zone uh, <laughs> Is
0: um, has it been filmed too, or is this just on stage so far? Evil Dead musical. Okay, musicals.
1: it was filmed. Okay, however, I think you can, and I think you can find it on YouTube as well. Okay, um and I will tell you, yes, it's bloody. Yes, it's scary. However, it's also funny enough that I think you would still enjoy it because I know you don't do horror right but is so is evil
0: dead i feel like it's the story of evil dead is zombies is it a zombie
1: theme um candarian demons (laughs) Uh, they're just just loosely casually what kind of demons i'm sorry they're called candarian demons it goes through uh you have evil dead you have (laughs) evil dead Two, which are both part of evil dead the musical okay then you have Army of Darkness is when Ash, the hero from Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2, ends up in a time rift. ends up going back to where this all started. Okay. Um, then, since then, you have, the, you have the reboot of Evil Dead. You have the Evil Dead Rise, which only came out a couple of months ago. Uh, Evil Dead, the movies, yes, there is some funniness to, okay. to use the Bruce Campbell ones, but... They are scary. They are the ones oh. who started the whole, um, you know, like first person—the first person with oh. the maniac coming after you, with the you—you looking from the monster's point of view, not just the okay,
0: okay, yeah. Um, did the movies? The movies didn't come before the musical, did they?
1: Yes, they did. They're they long did. before the. Okay, and the musical is the first two
0: movies.
1: Yes. The musical came out in 2003. It was started by a, actually a Canadian kind of comedy improv troupe decided to write it. And they got the blessing of Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, who have actually gone to some of the performances. Since 2003, (laughs) when the musical came out in Canada... It has been done almost, um, it has almost been done consistently since it came out. Okay. Uh, It's actually considered to be the longest running musical in Toronto, Canada right now.
0: Okay. And so what is the story of Evil Dead and Evil Dead, well, Evil Dead the Musical, I guess, directly?
1: Okay. Standard horror movie fare. You got five college students who decide to go to an isolated cabin in the woods to go party for a week, for a weekend. What they don't realize is that down in the basement, <laughs> there is a, there is a recording and there is a book, which is the Nephronomicon, which when they bring it up and they're looking at it and they decide, Hey, what does this say? Let me read it out loud. <laughs> this is how people start getting possessed. Aha. Um, and music in this, like I said, if, it, if it, it 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 it's scary but it's also super funny. Um and pretty much every song is a different style of music. Okay. Um, Cabin in the Woods is the first song, which is about it, it actually goes We're five college students in an old abandoned cabin in the woods, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you know, and it's talking about drinking and partying and look, it's an abandoned cabin. We're going to have fun. And then there.
0: Quick question.
1: Uh, Just logistically,
0: when writing such a thing, five college students. I went to college. I drank like a fish. We didn't need to go to a cabin in the woods. Uh, and the thing is, is were they going to go hiking? Were they going to go canoeing? Was this people who were like, we're going to do outdoors? activity? I always wonder, what's the backstory?
1: <laughs> One of them, it does plan on, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go hiking. I'm going to go sunbathe. The other ones, it's, hey, we found this abandoned cabin in the woods. We can go party where we don't have to spend any money.
0: Okay. So it's just, I mean, they broke in, (laughs) they, they broke in to their deaths. And, but here's the thing is like, it makes you want to, it makes you the only reason, in my opinion, without any, if I were writing it, I would write about five college kids who are like, let's go party in the woods. And then they'd all look at each other and they're like, orgy. That's what I mean. The thing is, is it sounds like they want to break in. Maybe you drink too much alcohol and then see each other noodley bits. That's I mean, it feels Except like that the... two of the
1: people involved are brother and sister. Ew! See, I it, <laughs> I don't
0: well, I don't approve of that. I'm gonna take a stand, you guys, against incest. That's what I'm like. You heard it here first. Jackie Cation, youngest of six, one of the greatest things of my childhood nobody cared that much good for them okay (laughs) uh so gross okay so anyway so they they break in the five of them and then they read the necronomicon out loud uh and then all of a sudden they start getting possessed
1: and
2: burst into one of them
1: gets possessed like oops hold on a second Mm -hmm. and uh One of, you know, and it goes from there. It actually gets crazy. They have a lot, you know, there's a lot of, this is the whole, also the one where the guy, his hand gets possessed, cuts it off. They put a chainsaw on his hands. So. Okay. Weird. And what are the, what's the music like? Oh, it's also, there's a tango, which is, uh, please excuse the language, which is called, what the fuck was that? Is a tango. Okay. Uh, there is a great like old 50s style doo wop, which is called All the Men in My Life Keep Getting Killed by Candarian Demons. Yeah. Uh, there is a um, song called Do the Necronomicon, which actually makes fun of the Time Warp. I was going to say, it sounds like the Time Warp. <laughs> and they actually have a line in it that goes, You know, it's just like the Time Warp. What? Only better. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: So,
0: uh, okay does anyone get out alive is there the the,
1: in, in the only person movies, who gets always... out alive yep. is Ash he's the only oh, one the who guy. Yeah, he's the only one who survives in both movies isn't there a trope in horror movies where there's always one woman who lives that's called final girl and that's normal but that would be but that this is one of those ones where it was like turned it on its head
2: Good for them. Good for them.
0: So, not Final Girl, but uh, Ash Lips. And Ash yes. is played by Bruce, right? Bruce Campbell, yes. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, how do they kill each other while possessed? Is that what they do? Um,
1: yes. Uh, Scott, who is the obnoxious best friend of uh, Ash, uh, gets killed out in the woods. Um, they end up shooting Shelly, who is uh, Scott's date. And uh <laughs> Ash ends up having to kill his sister and his girlfriend. Um okay. so in the second act, the people who actually the girl who owns the house and her fiance actually come back and they end up having and Ash is trying to explain the dead bodies and that's when they come back, you know, people come back again as demons and um the girlfriend and her fiance and their guide end up getting killed as well um, wow. the, there's a great also another great song which is bit part demon which is uh the guy who is the the boyfriend slash fiance of the girl who owns the house doesn't get to say more than four words in a row without getting cut off and right. so he has a song about they're like he's like i'm a demon now and they're like we're not scared of your bit part demon and he does this whole like song and dance thing about i'm a bit part demon <laughs>
0: so uh okay i love that now we have a couple of minutes left let me ask the real question of uh the theater nerd in front of me carolyn co yeah uh do you go to so do you watch a lot of this stuff do you have the dvds do you watch it on bbs okay and do you and you go to New York City, and the answer is probably yes to all of them. I don't know.
1: Not really New York, because okay. I live right by both Boston and Providence. Okay. And Boston, you have the Opera House. You have the Wang. In Providence, you have uh, what's not what's known as PPA, Providence Performing Arts Center. Which I will tell you, if you ever have a chance, go if you're ever in Rhode Island. Walk into Pac just to see how it looks because it is an absolutely gorgeous theater inside. It is an old okay. Art Deco theater.
0: Neat. So. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so they have plenty of great local theater yeah. uh in large cities right by you. So you don't have to go to New York. And I'm a New um, England
1: born and bred. <laughs>
0: All right. And the only time I've ever been to Rhode Island, uh, I went there, an old, old friend of mine took me to um, a diner, I think outside of Providence or in Providence. And it was, it looked like literally, it was all women in their 70s and 80s and they were made up. They had their hair done, pearls, they were wearing perfume. They looked like the widows of mobsters is what they all looked like (laughs) they looked like they were all you were on federal hill there's a good chance they were Uh (laughs) it was amazing i was like i would like to film and each and every single one of these ladies and hear them tell me a story about how they didn't know exactly what he did but he always paid the mortgage anyway uh this this has been fascinating what are you going to see is there anything you're looking forward to going to see besides the the making the haunt
1: Uh, I'm going, like I said, hopefully, I'm trying to get the splash zone, go up to Nashville, New (laughs) Hampshire, to go see Evil Dead. Right. Um, Also, I'm keeping my eyes open because, well, actually, um, this is kind of a silly thing, but... uh, This is the safest (laughs) place for it. Because I might be, because it's not a horror musical, but I might, I'm looking into, I might be an extra in a regular musical that's being filmed here in massachusetts i signed up to be on the list but which one um, which one it's it's actually a brand it's an it's going to be on amazon in in the fall it's called the the other the other christmas show which is really crazy and campy and it's about theater and music and larping and all the things people getting into people uh Different theater companies getting into a fight with each other. So here's the craziness. I'm real
0: you've been able to hear me through this entire thing, right?
1: Yes, I have.
0: I just That's checked my, my mic and it was sort of half off. So here's what I'm really hoping, Rangers of the Dark Forest. Is that my side of this was recorded? Otherwise, this is going to be a very cryptic episode, <laughs> almost spooky of the Dork Forest. Uh Carolyn Kahn, everybody, has been on the Dork Forest and it's been a delight. Uh so everyone, her husband, average Joel, J-O-E-L, go to uh what is it, Reverb? Reverb Nation or Reverb Nation, Facebook? or just on Facebook and look for his stuff hopsartcenter.org is where you're going to make the haunt and um
1: it's yeah the weekend and, before halloween
0: <laughs> okay and go see uh and go to pbs and watch any number of productions of creepy creepy uh, uh, plays that have been musicalized uh, <laughs>
2: thanks so much for being on the show carolyn thank you for and, having me
0: and rangers you know the rules out there take care of each other